Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Today is the day football is finally back, and we promise to be with you every step of the way here on Finsider Radio, the Jake and Josh Show, part of SB Nation's The Finsider. I am your host, Josh Houts. You can follow me on Twitter at Houts, H-O-U-T-Z. I am joined by my co-host, the one, the only, Jake Mendel. You can follow him at Twitter at J-M-E-N-D-E-L-94. The Dolphins and Bears are set to do battle later today at 1 p.m. in the Windy City. We are going to tell you everything we are looking forward to. But before we do, how's it going today, Jake? Josh, I'm good. I'm good. You know, you try so hard to not go too overboard when we're talking about these games, right? But here we are. Uh, We have five things plus one thing to watch in Saturday's game if you can guess uh the one thing it, sh- it shouldn't be too big of a surprise uh knowing that Josh Houts is on this podcast but Josh you know we're recording this and I have to say if we're doing the fan preseason fan bingo card uh panic that another team's rookie is doing better than your rookie I think we can start to already you know maybe put the stamp on that one because we have Greg uh, Rousseau getting a sack in his first game against uh Penny Sewell so here we are. We need Jalen Phillips to have a big day. Otherwise, um, that bingo card's going to get filled out faster and faster. 
Yeah, and it's just crazy that we're doing this again, isn't it? I mean, it's literally the first game. I think, you know, Sewell had one bad rep and, you know, we're just already blowing it up. Oh, the Dolphins made the right choice. Jalen Waddle's the right choice. You know, I'm even joking. Jesse Davis can even do that. But um, we, we all got temper expectations for sure. But um, I think we'd all love for Javon Hollander, you know, Jalen Phillips to go out there and make a huge play later today. Yeah, Josh, and it is a little more interesting when the Dolphins are we're in a position where they got the first defensive end pass rusher outside linebacker, all of the above. Uh, they drafted the first one, and the same thing was true with safeties. So, Josh, let's just kind of jump into it here, the five kind of things we want to watch as the Bears take on the Dolphins. And, you know, it is important to keep in mind it's the first preseason game, and it's important to keep in mind squared the fact that, Josh, for probably like, what, 60 to 70% of this team, they've never played in a preseason. Those numbers are probably completely off, but there's a large portion of this team that has never played in a preseason game. You think back to last year, uh, there was no preseason. There was a messed up training camp. So you have both your rookies and your sophomores in a really unique situation. And I think that's why we might be in a situation where we might see, you know, Tua for a while. And a lot of these second year guys uh, maybe even compete for, you know, I want to say maybe half a quarter or something like that. I still don't know how they're going to kind of readjust with three games compared to four. Because usually you're used to the Bible of having four games and knowing that the third's the dress, one, nobody plays, two, you get like a quarter and a half if you're lucky. Yeah, and I've actually heard someone tweeted me earlier today and said, you know, how do we think the Dolphins are going to handle this situation? Because apparently there are some teams that are just completely sitting their starters throughout camp, or at least that's what I've been told. So uh, it will be interesting to see the way the Dolphins handle this. Again, you know, like you said, a lot of young players, they need to get those reps. And when you look at the offense, I mean, this is an entirely different system. You know, Tua needed those reps last year. We all can admit that. So, uh, you know, is Brian Flores going to be a guy that, you know, limits his starters or limits this offense from going out there and, and trying to, you know, get those reps to, to get the system in place for the season. I don't know, but um, the biggest thing here, Jake, and we have it here is number five and that's no injuries. And we're already starting to see it. You know, Vince Beagle, I think was in a boot from the other day, you know, Preston Williams is starting the season on puppet looks you like Devonte Parker, Will Fuller's out. I think Albert Wilson, you know, they might be taking precautions there. So um, the biggest thing, and you know, as cliche as it sounds is the biggest thing to Miami's success this year has to be the injuries. And um, you know, we're all praying. We're all going to do that little prayer circle on Twitter. We're all going to be praying to, you know, the therapeutic Jesus that something bad does not happen because <laughs> truly that's all that really matters. You want to get these young players, those right, reps, exactly. you want to, you want to get some of that out. But at the end of the day, you want to come out of these games fully healthy. Yeah, Josh, it's so interesting to think back to last year. And when I hear people talk about the Dolphins, one of the things they tend to bring up uh, that I found myself not really realizing too much is the fact that the Dolphins are one of the healthiest teams in the NFL last season. You know, they lost Vince Beagle, uh, Preston, Preston Williams went down, you know, a, a third of the way through the season. Kyle Van Noy dealt with injuries, Eric Flowers dealt with injuries, but Josh, overall, this was a really healthy team. Uh, so we thought Hunter Long might've been that first panic button moment when he got carted off, uh, but it looks like he's going to be all right. And, and you're right, Josh, it's key. It's trying to balance the opportunity to give these guys the reps they need, especially in an offense that's going to be really uh, timing dependent on a defense where it's going to be a lot of different looks, a lot of different uh, schemes happening. There's, it's going to be a interesting balance, Josh, because I could see it going one of two ways. I could see Tua being out there for you know a quarter, maybe a quarter and a half, or I could see him handing off the ball six times and calling it a day. Yeah, and another big thing to, to mention is, you know, if the offense goes out there, drives downfield, and, you know, Tua goes, you know, five for five or something, and the offense moves it well, you know, we've seen it in the past where some of these teams just yank the starter right then and there. Mm -hmm. But, again, this is a, a completely different ball game with only three preseason games. So, um, you know, we'll all be interested to see how it works out. And, you know, you really can't 
put too much stock into how the Bears handle this because I think Matt Nagy said he was going to do eight to ten snaps for a starter. That appears to be Andy Dalton as of now. So, I mean, obviously he wants to get his young quarterback out there. And, you know, we'll talk about it later perhaps, but um, I'm interested to see the way this Dolphins defense, especially some of those second-team guys, those secondary guys that are trying to make the roster, how they can handle a quarterback like Justin Fields because, you know, we keep hearing the reviews. He's been sensational early on. Josh, and like that, that's really the biggest thing we can really take away from the game against Chicago is that Justin Fields is going to play a lot. And the Dolphins, their situation at linebacker is perfect to play for two and a half quarters against Justin Fields because you have everyone from Andrew Van Genkel, Vince Beagle, Shaq Griffin, uh, Brennan Scarlett, Duke Riley, and Jalen Phillips. There's so many storylines that can unfold about which linebacker really jumps up and grabs a hold of one of those starting jobs or grabs a hold to that third linebacker job, whatever it may be. Um, so I think it's a really fun scenario where, you know, we want to temper expectations, but in terms of guys trying to make the team and a rookie quarterback really trying to get comfortable in the NFL, I think that competition is going to be one of the biggest ones of the day. Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, that's kind of the perfect segue into number four here. Are, you know, one of the big things that we want to see is how Javon Holland, the safety out of Oregon, you know, high draft pick, a guy that the Dolphins brought in here, got rid of Bobby McCain. How is he going to handle, you know, that game situation? Because what we've heard all offseason long, you know, throughout training camp, I mean, we heard, what, three interceptions and four practices. I think he picked off Andy Dalton for a pick six. Also had one on Justin Fields reportedly. So, I mean, how is Javon Holland going to go out there? How is he going to get those the rest of that secondary in place and, you know, do some of those things that a veteran like Bobby McCain did? And then you also have here Brandon Jones. I mean, again, a young safety, started four games last year against the Patriots, Chargers, Denver, and the Patriots, again, played 38% of the team's snaps. And you also have here Jason McCourty is currently a starter. And I think, you know, a lot of that is because he is that veteran presence. He is that guy that understands his defense, can get those, you know, the corners and the rest of that defense aligned a little bit better than obviously a rookie. But again, if, if Javon Holland can do half the things that we continue to hear that he's doing at camp, I mean, that just seems like a home run sign, a home run draft pick. And, you know, when so many people wanted a running back, it was like so against the grain for the Dolphins to go that route. And again, we're already hearing that's paying dividends all bite in practice. Yeah, Josh, I, I wanted to bring up Brandon Jones because while I know him and Holland are different players, uh, the fact that Jones started or played 38% of snaps last season just kind of gave me the idea of what can we expect from Javon Holland? You know, I've written down here, how long can Javon Holland be held down? We don't know how much he's going to be eased in the system. We don't know if Brian Flores simply just trusts a veteran like Jason McCourney back there in the secondary. So if he keeps making these plays and we know he's going to be out there quite a bit, uh, is it only going to be a matter of time before he takes over that starting gig or he becomes maybe that third safety, Josh? Or do you think it's a situation where, you know, Jason McCourty and Brandon Jones are going to have, have this role until Holland, you know, gets those 30% of snaps or starts a random game because of an injury where he can really grab a hold of the position? Where, where do you see him really starting to make an impact this year? Yeah, that's the million dollar question and probably one that only Brian Flores and Josh Boyer knows. I mean, if there's any, you know, defense that revolves around versatility you know getting these different guys in situations I mean that's Brian Flores defense so I can't sit here and truly say I do think he's going to be that starting you know quote-unquote free safety sooner than later but um, I also have written down here and I have brought it up before you know in 2019 he played 591 snaps at nickel corner in the slot so you know how much of that does Brian Flores you know try to implement this year so um, a lot of different so things yeah a lot of different things you can do there and I even joke you know he's the 
anti-Minka Fitzpatrick. You know, some of the knocks against Minka, I guess the whole reason he's no longer here is because, you know, he didn't want to drop down the box, you know, go against the run and take on some of those blocks. I mean, that's what you see with Javon Holland on tape. So um, I do think this is going to be a guy that, uh, again, no disrespect to Bobby McCain, but I think what Javon Holland brings on tape, you know, for the range from sideline to sideline, I think this is going to be that ball hawking free safety. And I'm pretty damn excited. But Jake, I have no idea how this secondary is going to shape out, and especially with those safeties, because, I mean, we got McCourty, we got Rowe, we got Jones, you know, and now we got Holland. I mean, you you name them. Even Byron Jones can play some safety, right? They got, got a great point there, Josh. Moving on, it is the preseason. The preseason tis the season to panic. That's what we're here for, to get a little excited about fantasy, uh, sprinkle on some panicking, and, and then a little layer of, of doubt in how good your team's going to be, and then you really have the preseason bundled up for you. So, Josh, I got to ask, when – can we start panicking about the offensive line? Because you have Liam Eichenberg dealing with injuries. Uh, the DJ Fluker thing, I mean, we've talked we've talked about that tour, blue in the face. Uh, that's probably been the Miami Dolphins' two biggest injuries so far this season. And everyone's kind of been under the impression that, you know, the Dolphins are struggling a little bit in practice against the Bears. But the Bears have one of the better front sevens in the league. And I'm not necessarily trying to doubt that, but when you look at their numbers last year, uh, they sacked opposing quarterbacks 30 time, 35 times excuse me, last year, uh, right in the middle of the pack of the league. So, I mean, while Khalil Mack is one of the greatest uh, edge rushers in the league, uh, great outside linebacker, I mean, the Dolphins' offensive line tomorrow night should be able to at least manage themselves, right? There shouldn't be like the, – the first team shouldn't be taken off the field because the offensive line gave up two false starts and there's a fumbled snap and that is it, right? We What is our standard for – the offensive line when they play the bears. Yeah. I mean, I really wish I could sit here and, you know, talk us off a ledge and say that everything's going to be okay, but I don't know that I can Jake. I mean, you ask when it's time to panic. I mean, it is time to start, you know, feeling a little bit uneasy. Cause again, we mentioned this is a lot of young players, you know, but, NFL, you know, it's one and loss in the trenches. And if this offensive line can't go out there and open up some of those holes, can't, you know, protect too. It's going to be a long season. But I'm glad you brought up Eichenberg because I think I alluded to it on the last podcast. You know, he was demoted. It was actually an injury. So now you have him. Yeah, I believe Jesse Davis is banged up. You know, I heard some people say Panky was taking reps at right tackle. I mean, I don't know what the Dolphins had planned in mind, you know, when they uh, – obviously DJ Fluker. You know, obviously they had to like Jesse Davis if the worst case scenario. So yeah. I guess I do understand their plan. But at the same time, you know, to think that you're going to be able to go out there and that is your best, uh, you know, bet to protect in your franchise quarterback. That does make me feel a little bit uneasy. And then you mentioned the center position. I mean, that is up in arms. We brought in Matt Skur, you know, Michael Dieter's taking over that role. Again, I don't know if that's good or bad. So I want to see how they handle this defensive line for sure. But um, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, I mean, I, I think you're trying to say that it shouldn't be as bad as, you know, it could be. But if we've learned anything in the past, you know, it's it's definitely going to all inspire and it's going to look, you know, doom and gloom. And it's going to be all we're talking about is this horrid offensive line all day long for weeks. <laughs> Can we name this episode? It, it shouldn't be as bad as it could be because that is <laughs> Experience. It really is. Oh, it's our story of our life. <laughs> that is incredible. But that, that's kind of the point. You know, I, I, I just don't want to be sitting here uh, later tonight. I don't want to be sitting here th- waiting till next week's game saying that, well, the offensive line, excuse X, Y, and Z. I think that if the Dolphins are showing concerns here in week one of the preseason, it doesn't mean they won't fix it. It doesn't mean they didn't have a plan in place, but sometimes the plan doesn't work. And those are the doubts we're going to start to have. And Josh, these two are kind of linked here. So switching over, 
can we see any big plays from the running back group? And this one, I, I found myself falling into a little hole, Josh. So you might get a little mad with me. The listeners might get a little mad with me here. Uh, specifically, we, we know what Miles Gaskin kind of brings to the table each week. And, you know, having him in fantasy, I, I you, you just see those stats and you know the numbers you're going to get every week. It's somewhere around like eight carries for 43 yards and then five receptions for, for 67 yards and a touchdown. And that's great. That's exactly what the Dolphins need for Miles Gaskin. They need that consistency. They need those yards when they can take them. Uh, he can really get to the outside. I don't think that even if the Dolphins, whatever their plan is at offensive line works out, I don't think they're going to be the greatest team uh, pushing in the trenches for the uh, run game to really get going. So Josh, I wonder if someone is going to be able to make plays on their own, you know, make the chicken salad out of chicken. Exactly. Uh, So Josh, where do you see this running back group going? Because if there's a big group of guys who are playing tomorrow, I really wouldn't be surprised if they give Miles Gaston maybe two snaps and say, all right, we know what you're capable of. We know how responsible you are in your role. And that's enough for us. He's a true professional. I think that's the best way to put it. Yeah, he really is. And I mean, I, I guess what you're asking here is which one of these guys is going to break off that big Ramonde Stevenson, what, 91 yarder? Is that what you're asking? Because exactly. I, can you hear the PJ Mass song in the back? I don't know if you can, but um, yeah. definitely, definitely recording with a bunch of kids making ruckus. But for me, Jake, I think, you know, it will Who's be Jonas that. Gray. Who's the new Jonas Gray that the Dolphins cannot cut because he's the next greatest running back of all time? Jake, I'm going to throw out a name here and it's not going to be Patrick Laird or Laird and Savior. It's going to be Jordan Scarlett. That is going to be the new Jonas Gray. He, I mean, I was going to throw out Jared Dokes there, but I think, you know, what we've seen in the past from these first preseason games, you always have that guy that's, you know, battling for a roster spot that just breaks off that big gain or, you know, takes a screen to the house. So um, I'll throw Jordan Scarlett out there. I'm not even sure many people know he's on the roster. I even went to ESPN. I had their depth chart pulled up and he's not even listed on there. So (laughs) that's going to be the guy that takes a, has that big game, but you know, Jake, um, I I just want to see something, a a compliment to Miles Gaskin. I mean, we saw Ahmed step up in his absence they brought in Malcolm Brown for a reason I just want to see one of those guys you know show that shiftiness show that different dynamic that can couple with what Miles Gaskin did because like you said we kind of know where he's at we do think he can take that next level but we need to see which one of those running backs alongside Miles Gaskin will step up this season yeah you really just are looking for those big plays someone who can rip off a 20-yard run kind of out of nowhere Josh I want to bring up one thing and I love the fact you brought up Jordan Scarlett uh, because I think uh, Jared Dokes, Miami's seventh round pick, I kind of view him as that Miles Gaskin 2.0 prototype. Uh, so I wouldn't be necessarily surprised if they start him uh, on the season on the practice squad just for the sake of what his role is, what he's capable of. And then he works his way out of the roster somewhere during the season because of injuries and things like that. Um, Josh. Malcolm Brown, let me ask you this. You know, I, I just kind of mentioned the fact that I don't think Miami's offensive line is going to be uh, great at running the ball. Two years ago, Ryan Fitzpatrick was the team's leading rusher. Last year, we had Jordan Howard with more touchdowns than yards. I think that just the way Malcolm Brown plays, and I could be totally wrong with this, I could see him falling down that Jordan Howard, that Kalen Balazs hole, where he's that short yardage guy where Brian Flores wants him to be Lusaka polite. And whether he does that job or not, we're not going to be happy with that um, role because it's going to look a little ugly. I think the position they're going to be in, because you look at someone like Ahmed, you look like at someone like Gaskin, these are guys who can get to the outside. They can cut uh, where Malcolm Brown is that ground and pound guy. And I don't know if Miami's offensive line really fits that mold. So he might kind of be left to the dogs and, and left to really figure things out on his own. 
Yeah, it's a good point. I do think, you know, I, I think I looked it up and I think him and Jordan Howard had the same amount of t- rushing touchdowns last year. Was it a five? Maybe I'm not sure, but either way, this is That's a guy amazing. that, yeah, either way, this is a guy that, I mean, if you're in fa- into fantasy football, I mean, he not, he kept Cam Akers off the field there for a little bit. You know, there was a reason Darrell Henderson wasn't the, the running back that we thought. So, I mean, again, I feel like they do have that role for him. I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, I think that's why the Dolphins brought in on Malcolm Brown. I think he's going to be that short yardage guy. I think he all, honestly brings another, um, a little bit of a different aspect to the passing game. And then again, just what he can do between the tackles. So um, I, I think that will be, you're right. The yang to the yang, the thun, I, I don't, I'm not going to say thunder, the lightning, but you know what I mean? He's going to <laughs> be the Batman, the Batman to the, to miles, Ga- um, the Robin, to miles Gaskins, Batman, but Jake, you know, we didn't really have this written down, but I wanted to ask you, uh, you know, we talked about the running backs who steps up in the wide receiver room without fuller out there without Parker, you know, potentially Albert Wilson, they sit, Will we see those big plays out of Jalen Waddle tomorrow? Will Isaiah Ford prove to be more than just a camp body? You know, will Mac Collins continue to be a problem like we had beat writers reporting, Jake? What do you think that we're going to see from this receiving core against the Chicago Bears, who, again, they have a pretty darn good secondary. I got to get sidetracked here, Jake. I don't know if you saw that, but Eddie Jackson went through the spin cycle trying to cover Jalen Waddle, and it was beautiful. <laughs> Josh, the thing about fantasy football, I'm going to bring this full circle, I promise, is that you want to have your draft as close to the regular season as possible uh, for the sake of if injuries happen, uh, to get a feel of how a team looks. And I'm going to be go complete homer with this projection, and that's the point of what we do. You know, we're, we're not necessarily always going to pick this team to lose because where's the fun of that? Josh, I think after today, Jalen Waddle, there are going to be like a one clip that every single – football outlet on Twitter posts, because I, I really think the hype for him is just going to continue to keep growing and growing and growing. Uh, I think the Dolphins saying that he isn't fully healthy is to kind of make people think he isn't going to go out there and absolutely torch people right away, uh, because that just seems to be what he's doing. And um, I'd rather get jazzed up and say Jalen Waddle's going to hit the ground running uh, instead of project, you know, maybe a little more of a conservative rookie season. So I think him, I think Isaiah Ford, Josh, I think he might have a really good shot to, uh, Make a good impression here in this game, too. Yeah, and I had to put his name down there because, I, again, I mean, this guy's been signed. 53-man roster, practice squad, cut. You know, he's been through it all. But, um, you know, I do have to bring out the Eddie Jackson. I think he was just activated off, like, the inactive list. So, I, I think there might have been a little bit of an injury there. But, again, just to see Jalen Waddle's quickness, you know, the way his – I don't know, man. I, I was in pain watching that. So uh, I just think that this is going to be that dynamic receiver, you know, as long as he can stay healthy. I really do think that this is going to be that game-changing receiver that the Dolphins players, that, that us Dolphin fans have, you know, wanted for so many years. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Jake, we're going to talk about two at some point. We'll save that for last. But, um, you know, our final takeaway here, what we want to see is growth in our second year players. I mean, we keep hearing what Raekwon Davis is doing at camp. You know, does no Ibanagani still exist you have here? I mean, that's a great question. Will Robert Hunt and Austin Jackson answer questions about the draft capital used and prove to be viable options as starters there? So, um, Jake, lots of questions surrounding these second year players. What are you looking to see most for Chicago? 
it just it's going to be interesting to get an idea of the vision that Brian Flores is going for in terms of the depth chart, because we had that unofficial depth chart last week that we just, I guess, didn't have enough time to get to with these uh, camp battles between the Bears and Dolphins and things like that. Uh, so it's going to be a big test, I think, for this team is, is how much they're going to use these second year guys. I think Noah Igbenogany, Josh, if, if, I had, if I had to put the over and under at, he's going to play 75% of the preseason. Would you take the over or the under? Like all three games combined. I'm, I'm going to go with – I would take the under just because it, it's like so borderline there. But I think you're right around that area, man. And I, I think we really do need to see more out of him. And, you know, you hate to sit here and say that for the second-year player who's, what, 21 years old, just turned old enough to drink a beer. But we definitely want to see more out of him, you know, over these next three weeks. And then on top of that, uh, you know, you look at someone like Brandon Jones who we talked about at the top a little bit. How much is he going to force Brian Flores' hand to – get into the game because Josh, we can mention the starting unit. Uh, Brandon Jones isn't a part of that. You know, they're going to be rotating a bunch of different guys out. Is it going to be a linebacker? Is it going to be Jones? Is it going to be Holland? I mean, there's go- it's such a weird time where I remember talking about this team six years ago. And yes, I know that people have been talking about football much, much longer than that, but just the idea of uh, the basic, you have four defensive linemen, you have three linebackers, you have two safeties and two, how much everything's changed where we have, three guys at three different positions who could start and be part of that quote unquote main unit for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, Jake. And we could not be talking about second year players without talking about our quarterback Tua Tunga Vailoa. We all continue to hear how awesome he's looked at camp, you know, making big throw after big throw with Albert Wilson, Jalen Waddle, Isaiah Ford, you know, this, that, and the other thing we're starting to hear that he's that leader on the field. You know, he has a command of the offense, the huddle, but Jake, none of that matters because it's practice. We want to see it in game time. We want to see it in more than just joint practices. So, um, you know, again, we don't know how much Tua Tonvalo is going to go out there and play. You know, maybe this is more of a – How much do you think it's going to be? I'm saying like two drives. I was Yeah, I was going to say two drives. You know, maybe, maybe a quarter if he really is that concerned mm-hmm. with this offense. I mean, again, this is a new offense. You know, you want to get it implemented and get things down so that the growing pains aren't there. But, um, you know, I think I'm Who's just excited. Who's going to have the headset in? Who's going to call play? I think that's another thing too. Maybe that, they want yeah. out there just for the communication of, of dealing with so many um, uh, chefs in the kitchen, probably maybe mouths to feed. As, yeah, that, as two is the only chef. That's a good Straight idea. And I don't have to wonder if it, it almost sounded like George Godsey was going to be down on the field and, you know, maybe Studsville's up there calling the plays down to him and he's relaying it. I don't know how it's going to work, but you're right. That's a fascinating thing to see. But again, Jake, I think we got to temper expectations, but we definitely want to see two go out there and just look, you know, a lot more calm, more poise and in control. And, you know, we want to see him take a deep shot. Let's be honest. We want to see first play the game, play action, deep shot. Let's get that. Let's get that Jakeem Grant right, touchdown back. Let's, or, or that. Please, yeah. Yeah, please. Yes. Now we, we don't need to give it to Jakeem. You're right. We need that waddle. Inject that into our veins, please. And thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, no one would be able to get him in fantasy. He'd be like a second round pick. Josh, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch this game. I, I have to give you that. Um, We're going to panic. We're going to freak out. We're going to be excited. We're going to think the Dolphins are going to win the Super Bowl. That's us looking into our crystal ball. That's the way it's going to be. And we are excited to live every second of it. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy the game. We'll be back with something either later tonight or tomorrow, recapping the game as we get ready, Josh. I mean, the the regular season, I mean, it's less than a month away. It's finally, finally football season. Yes, Jake, you are right. Football is finally here and we can't wait. We again will be with you every step of the way. If you're liking what you're listening to, leave us a review. Follow us on Twitter. Again, I am at house. That is Jake Mendel at J-M-E-N-D-E-L 94. 
Again, the only way to stay up to date with this podcast is to subscribe, so please do so. Again, this is Finsider Radio, the Jake and Josh Show. I'm Josh Houts. That's Jake Mendel. We'll talk to you next time. Fins up. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. Cause we're the Miami Dolphins.